When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Welcome back to Fright School. Oh, Joe. Hi, Joshua. <laughs> it's good to see you. I have not I've not seen you not in a week from uh since Halloween. Ooh, Halloween. Wh- that was a that was so fancy the wording right there. <laughs> Nigh on a week. Ooh, to not a reeve do to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that reminds me I have to go back. I have to f- watch Horror Noir. We have to talk about that. We we need to watch that soon. Yes, we it's do like need to watch it. Three hours long, I think. It's um. It's Is it really? Big, yeah, because it's like an anthology film. I think there's like six parts. It's it's, it's several very minutes. <laughs> several many minutes. <laughs> several many minutes. Yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, we have to get back to that. And you just reminded me. I was like, I know there was something. Well, add it to your add it to your list. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What was that? Uh, Heart anthology film uh anyways uh what have you been up to everything uh everything everything good you feeling good yeah feeling good looking good feeling gorgeous oh go you look at her look at her look at her um yeah look it's her. been it's been a fun uh post halloween week getting into the fall into the winter of it all i didn't mean to rhyme then um I feel, you, I feel so rested. I think you always mean to rhyme. No, um, I'm not the cat in the hat. Um, I've, speaking of which, I sent you that fun picture. It's 153 minutes. Oh. So, yeah, it's... Anyways, mm. sorry. So, uh, <laughs> fun cat photo. Yes, on Instagram. Yes, on the Instagram. Of the, of the taxidermied cat with the hat on. <gasps> yeah, that was freaky. That was an actual cat. A cat? I, I believe that was an actual cat. Wow. That was freaky. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do that to my cats because they don't have fur. There's nowhere to like hide. Mm-hmm. You know. Like the incision. The, the taxidermy process. So yeah. we we will not have a hemlock as a cat in a hat in his after in his afterlife. Uh although I guess I could dress them up. They would wear clothing finally. This is morbid. Um <laughs> I'm glad that you have uh, been having a good week after Halloween. I have been going through my usual like post Halloween depression. I'm always a little sad Mm -hmm. after because it's over and you know, it's just, I really enjoy seeing everybody and oh my gosh, Hemlock, come here. See already. Um, you know, it's just nice because it's like I had people in the house like, oh man, a couple times a week watching scary movies, watching shows, 
obviously the Halloween hang. So yeah, it's you were just, spreading the gospel. I know, I was. And so it's always a little sad when it's over and like, you know, going out and taking down the decorations, which you notice the spiders are gone. Thank you. Uh, I was like, we have to get that done. Well, and I knew we had to get it done before you're here house sitting while we're on the cruise. I know. Uh, so I knew I had to get all that out of the way or else my cats would starve to death because you wouldn't come in the door. Um, <laughs> I would have I would have driven right past. I'd be like, wow, fuck this. <laughs> In the words of Tiana Paris's character from Candyman, nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, that's out today. or It's out now this week on uh, Video On Demand. You can Ooh, rent it. Ooh, the Candyman. Or Amazon. A or, candy them. Yeah, the Candy Thems. Uh, yes, cisgender Candy Thems. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a, and listen to our episode, Assigned Candyman at Birth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, so I was kind of going through that depression and like, you know, I was down for a couple of days and Jeffrey asked me what was wrong. And I was like, well, you know, it's just it's sad. I'm, you know, it's after Halloween. It's just always kind of a bummer when it's over. And he's like, yeah, but we're like two days, three days closer to the next Halloween. And I was like, oh, you're right. And that's why we keep him around. That's why we love him. Uh, that, and it, it did actually make me feel better like oddly enough like it really did like I was like you know you're right we are now we're now like what is today's date I don't even know we can't say that because uh, people will know <laughs> the illusion the totally. illusion will be totally <laughs> smashed because which we've never done before uh, you know but we're like already a week closer to the next Halloween and that's like delightful oh my gosh you really the fascination oh. of a child <laughs> <laughs> just for Halloween, I guess. But uh, yeah, so it's just, it's been one of those kind of weeks, just sort of like a little down, you know, but plus it's also like, uh, you know, Halloween's now over. So I have to like get serious about school again. Cause like I kind of fuck off the whole month of October cause I'm like, you know, doing fun shit. So like, I don't want to think about school. Not that I was fucking like, you know, I'm doing but well. I was going to say, I was like, you fucking off to you is probably like, the most organized to other people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely did, you know. I'm going to do all my work. papers the first week of October, so that way I Exactly. Don't well, that's worry. true. It is kind of like that, you know, <laughs> like not going to the classes and stuff like, you know, like skipping things a little bit, but still make sure all the work gets did. Uh, I did not... She done already done did her homework. Right. I, I did sacrifice some studying for my uh, psychology and culture class. And it did show in my test exam, but that's okay because oh. he, he drops one. So that will be the one. Get that A minus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, so there's a little bit, you know, and I have a couple papers that um, I've been putting off like working on. So now I have to do them. I have to do them today and tomorrow and I have to kind of, you know, push through, get it done, get it did. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Ah, uh, exciting. Dexter has returned. Yes. To us. I'm excited to start it. Yes. I, am. I, we watched it already cause it's available. I, it's kind of cool. They put it on the Showtime app at 1201 Eastern time. Oh, so it's available at nine o'clock on Saturday night. So we watched it Saturday night. Ha <laughs> ha. Suck it. Uh, yeah, well, which was actually really good because Jeffrey's traveling and I told him, I was like, uh, you know, you're going to like, we've been waiting months. Like now here it is finally the day that Dexter returns and I'm going to watch it. So like, if you're not here, you're going to miss out and that's fine. You can watch it when you get back because I'm, I'm watching it brand new because I didn't want to be spoiled or anything before, uh, you know, he, he got out there. 
And thankfully, it was available on Saturday evening, so we watched it then instead. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I know you haven't seen it yet, so I don't. I'm, I won't spoil anything, but I. It's fun so far. The first episode, they managed to pack in a lot of stuff, a lot happening. Uh, I kind of like the um, kind of the premise is that he's been living, you know, in upstate New York for the last decade, and he's not like killed anybody. He's like gone cold turkey, oh. living in a small town. Like he's just trying to. You know, which I mean, living in a small town, if that doesn't make you want to kill people, like, I don't know what. Uh, so he's ripe for a nocturnal emission, exactly. as it were. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Uh, so it's, and they kind of play with the format a little bit of like the past. Uh, it is a little weird to see him like in a snowy setting because it's just you're so used to his like Miami. You know, like, you know, his like <laughs> rolled up sleeve shirt that's like made of rayon. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's just so much about the show that was very Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music cues, you know, everything just the, the, the boat. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the diegetic stuff within yes. it, you know, it was all very <laughs> super Florida, super Miami mm-hmm. feeling, even though I know they filmed it like in Los Angeles <laughs> parts of it. I think they filmed almost everything in Los Angeles outside of exterior stuff. I think yeah. they would go down and actually film in Miami but regardless it's you know that being gone it's kind of weird and they do some other cool stuff that's like you know oh Dexter is not himself you know so they're kind of playing with like that so it was very fun uh, start to the season Uh, I do hope I've read some early reviews uh, you know non-spoiler spoiler e uh but i read some early reviews of the first four episodes uh that were kind of mixed but i think that's to be expected because this is one of those things just like anything anytime you do a reboot anytime you do a you know a sequel or a prequel or a requel or whatever the hell we're calling them you know it's it's gonna you know, drum up like fan and you know who are like vehemently wanting to see this thing or that thing mm-hmm. or answer this question or uh you know bring that person back or mm-hmm. don't bring that per- so I, it, there's i just feel like it's going to be even more so on this like there's just gonna be a lot of critical eyes on it yeah so i'm gonna just try to roll with it enjoy it uh it was really cool to watch because it really i like i felt like i was watching it for the first time again which i mean i was but just like that feeling of, I remember the night, the v- the very first night it premiered back, you know, I still lived in Ohio. I lived in like the second apartment I'd ever lived in on my own. Um, and just like watching it each week, watching it unfold, I was just like, oh! you know, and so it, it gave me that feeling, that excitement of like, yay, we're back. And nice. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So you should definitely check it out. Okay. I can't remember. Did you come to our Sunday Bloody Sundays? Back no, in the day? I didn't know you then. I did Dexter solo. I did, I did Dexter. They it was that weird thing on on Netflix where it had like up to season four, and right. then and then like much later, it had all the seasons. Yeah. Um, which usually happens. It's like you know, it's available streaming like two days after I just bought everything on DVD. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember Dexter and Game of Thrones I got into around the same time and I binged all the episodes of Dexter um, over the course of like a couple months uh, when I was working at my old job. And yeah, it was so much fun. Um, and I was like, yeah, I really, I was like, uh, part of me is like, I don't know why I'm still watching this, but I'm just going to keep watching it. Yeah. 
Um, it can be a little addicting. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely better seasons than others and better storylines than others. I but... mean, Colin Hanks and Edward James Olmos. Yeah, that whole story <laughs> was bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, that season was like off the rails. There's some really cool kills in it, though. Some really the tableau that they do these religious things that mm-hmm. I mean, that just had to stir your Catholic heart. It did, but you know, again, <laughs> like Edward James Olmos and Colin Hanks, and yeah, uh, and then what was the name of Julia Sweeney? Uh, not Julia Sweeney. Um, oh, Lumen, Julia Lumen, style. like Lumen. Yeah, like. No, that I love that whole that whole storyline. I really enjoyed. Uh, you know, again, even though I said that it should have ended like at the fourth season, mm-hmm. uh, I I did enjoy like that season a lot. That that was the fifth season, and then um, I didn't like the whole uh, what was what were they called the not the revel they were doomsday the doomsday killers yeah yeah i didn't enjoy that whole season like overall um six seven whatever eight however mm-hmm. many seasons it was i didn't really enjoy those last seasons like overall but there was a lot of like fun stuff in them you know they just could have i mean clyde had left like clyde phillips who like you know did the first four seasons you know he was gone by then a lot of like their original like i think people producers and stuff you know so kind of i just it just got a little you know, mm-hmm. weird, especially the stuff with like Deb, Deb and Dexter, that whole thing. But yeah, because they were dating at the time, right? Well, they, I think, even got married like together, like, you know, J- uh, Michael C. Hall and uh, Jennifer Carpenter. They were married for a while and then they split up. But I think they had like stayed friends. But then they kind of introduced that, like, that Deb was like in love with Dexter, that whole weird story. I don't know, it was just a strange storyline. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of stuff. It was like they wrote all those last seasons just to like destroy Deborah, like as a character, <laughs> you know, just to like put her, which she's a great actress. I love her. She's, she's always been one of my favorite parts of the show. Yeah. Um, I, I just really like Jennifer Carpenter a lot. Yeah. I got a lot of respect for her, but man, they just destroy her throughout that. Yeah, I love her again. I love season one, Deb, the best. Yeah, because she's just like so unpolished and yeah. still figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Gosh, that's so funny because I still I I feel like when I uh, uh, remember our Dex like because we would do Dexter's uh, Dexter and True Blood on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday Bloody Sunday. Yeah, and for some reason I thought that you. Well, I joined you for the final season of True Blood. Okay. I joined you for like the last couple seasons of True Blood. I see. Because it was in this. But you didn't watch Dexter, so no. Yeah. Well, yeah. At at that time, I think Dexter was your Dexter was done by then. Dexter ended, yeah, before True Blood. Yeah, definitely. And then when we moved out here, it was just True Blood. Well, maybe that's why it all gets blurry. You know, it all mm-hmm. just gets blended. Joshua, I've been in your life for five plus years. I mean, actually, almost ten. No, plus you've been years. in my life, yeah, like ten years, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that ends today, right? Exactly. <laughs> this is it's over. Uh, what, uh, Our friendship you... or my life? Which one? You choose. You decide. You decide. You want to play a game? It's. <laughs> Um, okay, so what about you? Did you watch anything new this week? Anything fun? Anything that you're excited about? Um, have I been watching Dancing with the Stars? Yes, you probably don't want to hear about that. Um, I have been watching... Um, although I will say this, you should definitely go back and go on YouTube and just find the 
um, Dancing with the Stars for Halloween, they had a horror theme, horror movie themed night of dances. Oh, and the I'll probably I'll show it to you after this. It was Iman Shumpert, who is a person who plays basketball professionally. He did a contemporary dance routine to the I Got Five on It remix from Us. Oh, cool. That was a that uh, spoiler alert perfect tens from the four judges and was pitch perfect in its delivery and horror scariness cool yeah all right yeah well check that out yeah um i've been really enjoying uh, a lot of like uh new sitcom programming this week so getting caught up on um uh home economics on abc and then the reboot of um wonder years has been really great uh, the Wonder Years, it now focuses on a black family in Montgomery, um, the year that Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. And uh, the voiceover is by Don Cheadle, which is really fun. Oh. Um, yeah, great cast. And it's and uh, again, it's like it's very true to what the original uh, the original show, while at the same time being like completely, about uh, like a black story it's its own thing yeah it's its own thing nice um who did the voiceover for the original um (laughs) i forget his last name but i know his first name is daniel he was marv from uh home alone so not joe pesci the other one oh daniel daniel something oh shit yeah i know what you're talking about um yeah he was the voiceover for um Kevin Arnold in uh, the original Wonder Years. I I really love the Wonder Years. Um, it actually helped me help me understand a lot of that time of of that time frame, especially because I think the Wonder Years is like it was an '80s TV show that took that was about the '60s, um, just like this one's like a 2000s TV show about the '60s and '70s too. So, um, Stern Daniel, Daniel Stern, Stern, thank you. Uh, I never got into um, the Wonder Years. Like, I remember being on when I was, like, growing up, like, in syndication, mm-hmm. you know, like, after, because uh, it says here it ran from 88 to 93. So, I, that, it, it just always seemed way too wholesome. You would think. Um, the thing about the Wonder Years is that there are some where it's just very... Like, it's very campy with its regard to, like, oh, my God, she's going to show me her boobs, or, you know, to... Yeah. But then there are some episodes that are very poignant. Yeah. Um, the episode where uh, <laughs> the the brother's best friend comes back from Vietnam... Oh, wow. ...sticks out in my, sticks out in my head a lot. Um, the episode where um, Kevin's best friend loses his virginity... Um, the episode where Kevin loses his virginity, uh, talking about like his older sister. Um, this is this you'll appreciate because it's me. His older sister moves is like a hippie and like moves out and lives with a boyfriend. The boyfriend is David Schwimmer, who's oh, in Friends. Yeah. Um, it's a it's it's really great how they weave in a lot of that seriousness in there. Um, and with the new show, I love it because it's. Like the the father isn't as detached as the as the father in the original was. Okay, he's very involved. It's also it's like a beautiful Dulé Hill 
as well like just playing this dad who's like a music professor but also a jazz musician um i could go on (laughs) i could go on Uh, i'm just saying that if you are not watching wonder years get into it now because i'm almost positive that we're going to get a really dramatic episode sooner sooner rather than later because there are three kids in this the family has three kids but the oldest brother was drafted Uh. and so every episode they bring up like you know do you have your letter for your brother? We're going to send him his care package. Uh, you know, uh, what does the mom say? It's like, um, the mom's like, while, while Bruce is away is her way of saying like when he's in Vietnam. So I'm thinking that we're going to get him coming back soon or he's not going to come back at all, but it's, it's they're They're building up to something. Huh. Interesting. Well, I don't, maybe I should check it out, but I, yeah, I just I never really paid too close attention. Like yeah. I remember, it's Fred Savage. Yeah, is, and is, Fred Savage being like a director producer that he is, he is he's like on he's this. a director. Oh, very on, cool. a lot of this. Oh gosh, that's got to be surreal for him. Yeah, yeah. There's wow. a uh, last year there was uh, something on the internet where it was him and then the creator of the show who called the boy who's going to play like the new the new kid the wonder years is based on yeah and it was just like so wholesome and beautiful but (laughs) um again fred savage like and he's just you know he's just cute as a button that's awesome i do love it i do love me some fred savage well i think that's lovely uh that you're enjoying such a good uh you know family dramas after all the horror and uh scary scary stuff of well Halloween. you know me i do love a good horror family drama right <laughs> uh of course you know horrors of war that's a totally different you know mm-hmm. ball game so <laughs> being black in montgomery oh yeah but uh, yes very much. especially what, what year you said it's set 1968 okay wow it's also it's really weird because it's like it's a very i i well I, I hate to say this, but like to me, it's a little strange because it feels very post-racial for like 1968 Montgomery, Alabama. However, like racism is always the undercurrent, but it's not the focus. Right. Right. So it's like they the first episode, this is not a spoiler, first episode is the black baseball team and the white baseball team, the east side and the west side, essentially, yeah. meeting together to play each other. And then like that's at the game that's where they find out that uh dr king was shot oh wow and the white people go over and like say they're sorry and i'm like uh i don't know about i don't know about all that but eh. again it's again like it not everything that's set in the south in the 60s has to be primarily about racism no yeah absolutely yeah absolutely not but i I just think it's one of those things where it's like you kind of it's like always trying to find that balance with telling stories Mm -hmm. about um, any of the isms, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're going to talk about a histor- historical place and time, like erasing it seems weird, but having two, you know, like if you, is, is that what it's about? Is that not what it's about? You know, every eighties movie with gay people in it, we don't need to talk about AIDS, but mm-hmm. we, always think that this, we always do. We always, we always talk about AIDS and we play time after time. Those are the rules. <laughs> Those are the fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you otherwise you don't have a movie in the 80s you are dumb i love it because it's, it's true <laughs> it's so fucking true <laughs> um 
Yeah, watch the Wonder Years, everybody. All right, that's that's Joe's uh, PSA for the Wonder Years. Um, all right, well, uh, oh my gosh, so much fun. So really, today, this is really just we're just like gabbing today. We're just talking. Uh, oh. I wouldn't even say it's not like official, official <laughs> like fright school content here today. But let's let's just be informal. Let's just get into it, Joe. Let's just talk about Halloween kills. Let's How do about it. that. Yeah, you know, let's you know we're we're in the like post holiday hangover, okay? Yeah. So we can do whatever we want. You'll still <laughs> listen. You're listening right now. Yes, and we love you for that. Oh my yeah, gosh. and we yes, and don't alienate. We love we love um, Halloween kill. Halloween kilts them. Yeah, uh, it was really. I was I was so glad that you joined us. I'm so glad that you hung out. And uh, yeah, I I was like. I was like here to the end. Yeah, you came. You started with the Halloween original. Yeah, the original. Yeah, you got here just in time to do. Yeah, to I brought do. chicken wings. You did. We we enjoyed us some wings, uh, Joe. Those are always welcome. Mm-hmm. We love a wing. Uh, so and yeah, a wing loves you. So uh, yeah, these, we're just kind of chatting about our thoughts on it now that we've both seen it. Uh, you know, came out this came out. Uh, what day was it? O- October 15th or 16th? Yes. 15th. One of those. So you've had time to see it. It's on Peacock. Uh, you can get a trial and probably see it totally for free. Cancel your trial. Move on if you uh, don't want to keep it. I actually enjoy Peacock. There's a lot of fun little stuff on there uh, mm-hmm. that I've discovered. So I'm keeping it right now. I want to see your Peacock. Cock, cock. Your Peacock. Cock. That's, that's all I can sing of it. Yeah, that was great. Otherwise, Katy Perry would sue us. <laughs> Oh, Katy Perry, uh, who did the Lulu Rose. Did you watch that shit? That Lulu Rich Amazon I, I'm show? Actually, I started the first episode. Yeah, she like did a private concert for them. It was so, it's so strange. That whole thing, it's so strange. Such a cult. Anyway, so uh, Halloween Kills, this is the second film in the in this new Halloween trilogy, which we saw 2018's Halloween. We went to the theater to see that together, right? Y- yes. Um, actually, it was like two years ago, like three years ago, three I think. Three years ago. Um, three years ago, a couple days ago. Like it was this past week that we did it. Right. We saw it sometime like right around the the, mm-hmm. the holiday. Uh, so we've been I've been anticipating this. I was really looking forward to Halloween Kills coming uh, out. Uh, so I was super happy that I could watch it like at home for Halloween with like, you know, everybody that I love uh, who wanted to come. <laughs> uh, obviously, we got Jamie Lee Curtis comes back. Uh, Judy Greer, uh, Andy Matichak. Is that how you say that? Matichak? Sure. Uh, James Jude Courtney as uh, as The Shape, uh, as Michael. And, uh, you know, Blum, Blumhouse. It's all, the, it's all the stuff. David Gordon Green. It's everything. It's like pretty much all the same people from the last one. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It was kind of interesting because it did not pick... I thought it would pick up like right at like the fire in the house and all of that, but it it did not. It, uh, you know, kind of kind of played a little bit with, uh, with the story, which I thought was fun. So, Joe, what did you think overall, especially because you got to watch like the original Halloween, Halloween 2018, and then Halloween Kills? Do you think that helped or hurt? Well, uh, or just you, you talk. You give your opinion. <laughs> opine. Opine. Uh, that that's the name of this that's the title of this episode is opine opine um <laughs> i i liked it uh i think that if you have not seen um i think that if you haven't watched the previous films alongside 
and you just watched Halloween Kills by itself, um, obviously you may have seen the other films independently, like on, right. you know, yeah. individually independently, but it's worth it to do it all back to back because I, there were a lot of things I caught in Halloween 2018 that I didn't, that were like direct references yeah. to Halloween 78, yeah. which I thought was very good. Very much. I, it wasn't fan servicey either. It was just like, well, they have to set the shot up. You know, why not set it? Why not have it be exactly this way? Right. And then the parallels to, how in in 2018 showing how like Lori herself has become this mythical figure in the town has been interesting because I'm thinking specifically of the shit where her granddaughter is in the classroom and she's sitting in the same seat, which looks almost like the same classroom that she's in and then looks out the window and Lori's there and then not there and how she is now stalking her or feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It feels that way. And then watching, uh, going right into 2018, um, was surprised as well that they didn't just pick it right up because based on what we saw from the trailers, that's kind of, I thought they were going to do that, but I'm glad they didn't because I felt like the pieces that they retconned, all of the flashbacky type stuff, um, added more texture, especially given the fact that like we're still in the same night. Yes. So, yeah it added a lot to that. Yeah. And I think that I don't necessarily, I don't know if other horror films have done that. Have they done that? Joshua, can you think of anything where the sequel takes place like that same night? Um, hmm. You know, I'm not sure because, well, how did they do like with happy well, death day too? There are people like yelling at the screen. Right. Right. Um, I'm yelling at this because she somehow gets trapped back. But I, I think it's supposed to time has passed. You know, I'm sure there are. I can't imagine it was like a brand new concept. Uh, obviously, they did like they've done that with TV shows where mm-hmm. like all 10 episodes are the same day or whatever, however many episodes. Um, I Well, I mean, the original Halloween and Halloween 2. I mean, mm. you know, when it ends, I, it picks up where like they're on the way to the hospital and like Michael follows and that's, you know, the story picks up like in the same, in the mm-hmm. same evening, I believe. It's been a long time since I watched Halloween 2, like the original Halloween 2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cause I didn't watch it this year. I've actually watched it in a couple of years. Uh, I'm not as, I'm, I've never been a big fan of like the Michael, the sister brother thing. So no, no. So I kind of, I watch, you know, I mean, I, I guess that's not exactly true because I do really enjoy Halloween H2O and that picks that story up where there's brother and sister. Uh, but I don't know. There's something about Halloween two that I've never, I've just, it's never connected on the same levels, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it picks up immediately after the events of, of Halloween, uh, only a, a few years, you know, I think they filmed that in 81 or two, somewhere around there. 80, 81, 82. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So I, I did enjoy that. Yeah. This is kind of part of the same. I thought that the next one Halloween ends was going to be the same, but now they're saying it's going to pick up four years later. So I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe it, it'll go back and forth, but you know, between timelines, but I kind of like the idea that it was like all three of these movies were going to be all on the same night. I thought it was a, intriguing or at least the last one would have been like the next day right exactly like as dawn breaks yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe they finally cut michael's head off um 
Yeah, I I I enjoyed that they kind of thicken like the original Halloween. They added some stuff there. Added you know they went back to the house and uh, you know they had the um, the guy playing Doctor Loomis, who I thought was really good mm-hmm. and like his makeup and all was 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 really nice. I, I enjoyed all that. I guess you know reading some of our like other friends' comments, uh, like the guys at uh, Horror Movie Night were sort of talking about, which I kind of agree with. Like obviously this film is made after like the Trump presidency, there are some parallels there with like the insanity of the people and like the mob mentality. And uh, there are people drawing those sorts of connections with like the insurrection and whatnot. Very insurrection. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I, I do have to agree that I don't, I, I have, I do have some trouble like making sense of this idea that like 40 years ago, this dude like killed a couple of people and, you know he's come back and he's 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 only chasing like you know a few i don't know it just the like the mass hysteria of the town over michael seemed a little odd to me i i you know i mean psychologically speaking like yeah we can get really really weird together <laughs> you know like um we've got plenty of proof of like mob lynch mobs things like that where people just kind of lose their minds and it you know it's kind of an infection almost uh it, mass hysteria whatever you want to call it but it just i i that was the, the big one of the big critiques that i saw that i kind of agreed with where i'm like yeah it doesn't make sense like that this whole town is losing its mind over something that like a lot of them it's almost it's just like a weren't there for right weren't there for was it's just kind of like a boogeyman story and i think that's the point of having the opening scene the stuff with lonnie right the stuff with um anthony michael hall what what is that his name is did i get that right uh yeah anthony michael hall playing tommy doyle honey doyle tommy doyle um having the like group of survivors come and like drink champagne to their survival I think that I loved all that. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Very that was a lot of fun. But again, right? It's just <laughs> it's like did we need that? No. Was it fan service? Maybe. Oh yeah. I think there's a lot of like kind of nods to that and getting some of the original actors to come back. Uh, yeah, that which again, I I enjoyed and I and I do like that idea like a survivors group. Uh, I think is great. Uh, you know, therapy is also wonderful and, you know, we can work through stuff. But again, I mean, it's not as if they're not wrong. Like he does come back and he is terrorizing their town again and terrorizing the people in it. Uh, so it's not as if it's like misplaced. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it was just one of those things where you're just like, man, like a lot of times gone by y'all, like y'all losing your minds, like, you know, kill, you know, ch- chasing the, the other person who, you know, one of the other patients who had escaped from the bus. That whole sequence was really like awful. Yeah. But sad. it's like, again, it's that thing of if they just looked at him, they would see that it's not him. Right. But that was kind of the point. It's like, again, and I think that's where those like the Trump stuff is coming in where people are like, you know, the stuff that's right in front of you or like, even though they're yet like that is not him. Like, listen to the people who he stabbed. And hit and listen to Judy Greer <laughs> and tried to like set him on fire in their house. Like, I think they know what he looks like. <laughs> Plus, he didn't have a mask on his face for 40 years. Like, we we have documentation somewhere of what his face looks like <laughs> without a mask. It hasn't changed that much. Like, yeah. he's not 
He's clearly not this person. Okay. I, <laughs> that I agree with all of that. But on the mask thing, like if John Wayne Gacy walked in here and he was not like dressed as a clown, would you know what he looked like? Yeah. You, I mean, you would well, because would. you're, yeah, you're, you're crazy. I know but. what he looks like. <laughs> I mean, he's dead, so I think I'd be more shocked if he walked in here for a lot of other reasons. Well, Joshua, I got a surprise for you. Like, <laughs> come on out, Johnny. <laughs> Pogo the clown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. He's he's been dead for a while. So that would have been quite a that'd been quite a feat, uh, Joe. <laughs> but anyway so yeah there's just like all of that which again i mean i get like we keep talking like what kinds of movies like what what's going to come out of like the trump era and of that time i mean in the you know we had the this this whole like insurrection thing happen in gosh it's been how long now it's almost a year yeah um like 10 months ago yeah so i mean we've we've seen this sort of like hysteria and all but again that had also been worked up for years uh so it, it felt you know like again like you can see those those parallels and when did they wrap filming uh, i'm not sure because again like we we always talk about the prescience of horror films yeah but at the same time there's no way they could have predicted unless it's a, unless they wrap filming after the insurrection there's no way that they could have predicted this. Yeah, it says filming concluded on November 3rd, 2019. Yeah, yeah. So. There's no way that they could have predicted this. Um, it just goes to show, like, how much horror has a pulse, or at least can be read as being really, really current. Yeah. No, that's a that's a very good point. I, I didn't even look at the uh, uh, production schedule because it came out you know, so late from when it was originally planned. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a really good, really, really good point about, um, the whole thing that it's just sort of like, what do you call that? Um, a coincidence. Well, yeah, a coincidence, but you know, like a, like a happy accident. Mm. <laughs> it just kind of looks serendipitous. Yeah. But like, again, because people are contextualizing it that way, the, the, like the people that I've seen writing from this perspective about it feeling like, you know, a merry band of Trump assholes, like driving around attacking people and like, you know, whipping everybody up into this hysteria with no, inf no real information. Again, I think just sort of like, and this isn't like, I'm not seeing this everywhere, but I did see quite a few comments uh, about about this and feeling like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is what it, it is. This is a comment on that. Kind of only like underlines how we view horror, you know, how we see what we either want to see in it or mm -hmm. we read it from, you know, the particulars of like the cultural context that it, it, that it exists in, even if it is before like that kind of an event. Yeah. And again, I mean the rallies and stuff like that, they'd been happening for years and we've seen other, you know, obvious like examples of, of like mob hysteria. But uh, yeah, I just think that whole, the whole conversation really fascinates me because of, I mean, everything we talk about on this show uh, kind of coming together with this and it didn't even it's not even intentional yeah that's not like what they're trying to say which again not that that's mm -hmm. ever the case but <laughs> this film killed black people this film killed the queers <laughs> this film was like uh fuck that 
This is true. Uh, even one, one, uh, the woman like shot herself, right? That whole sequence was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, man, that knife to like the eyeball thing, that was really. Oh, I thought shooting yourself would be more like jarring. No, I mean, it's all awful. Like, oh, yeah. But I'm just like, this, the effects of it all. There were some really good kills in this. I'm glad they gave uh, that nurse. Uh, <laughs> Uh, from the original film they brought her back and gave her a fun death yeah it was really good to see her i uh you know, she had been in h2o uh she'd reprised the role then as well so it was fun to see her do it again and like in a new timeline so fun all these timelines uh what did we think of kyle richards you know i i don't follow she's on what is it now she's on the real housewives of beverly hills okay who is she married to that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because isn't that the, aren't they like they're all married to like rich men or something? Well, I mean, Kyle Richards is the sister of Denise Richards. Ah, uh, yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. I don't watch. Oh. I did not know. Well, I, I I don't watch, but I follow a lot of gays who do. So, ah, uh, which is the same, I guess. It might as well be. Like we half, all have. There are only eight gay. We're like people. half watching yeah. this show. Uh, so. I, I thought she did a serviceable job. I didn't. I, I saw no like. You know what I mean. Like I was. I saw no problems <laughs> for me. I thought she did a serviceable job. Well, I just feel like with. Um, I don't know what. I, I guess is that what I mean? Like, like Paris Hilton in like House of Wax or something. I, I thought that she was probably. I thought that she was a little better than Paris Hilton in House yeah. of Wax. Um, probably. But I don't know how much acting. But did she die? I don't remember. She died. No, right? Um, who all did she die? Did she live? <laughs> uh, no, I think that she is still. I out think she's there, alive. But maybe she'll get. Maybe she'll get killed in the next one. Yeah, maybe she'll be. Yeah, ended. I thought that she was dead because of like the masks and all. Like you know, the people like. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, no, they they went to the hospital together. That's right. Tommy and Lindsay go to the hospital together. So, yeah, I think she's still alive for now. For now. Um, The ending. Can we talk about the ending? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Well, yeah, I mean. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, I I still don't know what to think. Um, Well, real quick, I did. I really enjoyed the queer dudes. They were fun. And again, they were my big and little John. Yeah, big and little John. I told Jeffrey I'm going to start calling him. Little J, just for fun. <laughs> I'm gonna be Big J, and he's gonna be Little J. It's gonna be hilarious. And he said no, uh, so that's over. Yeah. Uh, it lasted two seconds. Um, <laughs> actually, now if he texts me later, this one I'm gonna say, "What's up, Little J?" Uh, <laughs> I I, enjo- I I enjoyed them. They made me like. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is kind of like us," because they were just like. It was like cast. They were just like two gay dudes not you know what i'm saying yeah like they did they weren't like stereotypical i felt like they were just kind of like yeah, i mean the, that's that's yeah, the gay couple that lives down the street in any town usa yeah yeah but and like you desperately want to be that dude that's like do you know whose house this is <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's except that i i feel like i i wouldn't like some of the stuff they say to the kids is a little much. Like it's one thing to scare them. It's one thing to be like, you know, Michael Myers just lives in this house. You better watch out. Like, but some of like, there was, there was some, uh, 
some language that I definitely would not use with like, especially little girls, but that's a whole other conversation. So mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure because I feel like they, the whole point of retconning all of the sequels of them, the original. So two through six was kind of to get out of one that they were related because mm-hmm. they said that pointedly in the, in the first in, in 2018s uh, that that was a rumor started that, you know, to make people feel more comfortable, you know, but no, they were, it was not, they were not brother and sister. So they kind of took that out. So that negates a big chunk of the films, but then you, there's that whole other line of films with, Daniel Harris's character that explores like the cult of Thorn and this whole evil. And there's, it's like this whole mystical thing going on, just a cult that's, that's empowering Michael and keeping him murdering folks. And, and, and his niece is like, you know, part of the bloodline. It's just, it's a whole weird story that they also got rid of. But then with this film, it's like right at the end, we, we get through all of this parts of like, having this great conversation about like generational trauma about, you know, aging with trauma being, you know, I, I think it's very survivor guilt. Right. Exactly. All of that. You have like Laurie and Michael are roughly the same age, uh, you know, so he's also like getting older and, you know, they're just like, so it's, I was kind of enjoying exploring those realities as well, keeping it very like firmly you know, rooted. And then in like the last few minutes, it's like, Oh my gosh, he's magical. (laughs) And I was, I was like, wait, what is happening? Is that, is that what you meant about? Well, I meant specifically that like, is Judy Greer dead? Oh, (laughs) well, I went off on a whole other tangent, but, but Uh, you're, but I hope not, but you're correct in the fact that like, cause those like him killing everybody was very like the style, it was very stylistic and, and yeah, I guess I guess he magically heals himself. Yeah, that whole that whole sequence of, of events was just strange. And you know, when you have that whole mob coming around him, and they've all got all these different elements, it's like you know, it's like haha, b- b- t- little town gets together to beat geriatric to death uh, moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also like, well, he's obviously got to get out of this. He's got to survive because we have a whole other film to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, didn't you say it was like little, a <laughs> uh, small town gathers to, uh, uh to murder me- geriatric mental patients. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that whole sequence. It was just like, well, this is, you know, this is, this is sad. <laughs> like, let's just get him back in, in prison. But I yep. get, you know, that this is the thing again. It's like a lynch mom. You know, He's like Rasputin. Yeah. They're, they're going to put a, an end to this, but then mystically, magically, he rises. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's absorbing their fear and powering himself with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I but was, is Judy Greer dead? Uh, I hope not. I really enjoy her. I like her as an actress. I like when she pops up and stuff. So, crossing fingers that she also maybe gets a little Michael magic or we just think she's dead. It's like a twist, kind of mm-hmm. with the sheriff, uh, which actually makes me think they probably won't do that. She's probably dead. Maybe it'll be like that's why they're doing the jump because it's like a few years of the future and Laurie's like dealing with the ramifications of yeah. all of this. Well, I mean, it pretty much made it so that way we, um, that way, like if Laurie sacrifices herself, she can go be with her daughter. You know? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 
I don't know. And Michael's just going to stand. He's just standing at that window, staring out at everybody. Still, the whole, like, that was four years. Yeah. He's just there. No one goes up there to see him. And again, I mean, you know, movie's not done. They haven't filmed it yet. I guess it'll start sometime uh, soon, I have to imagine, probably after the holidays, if they want to get it out by next by next year. Uh, or unless they've already started. I have no idea. Again, I'm not... Nobody is calling me and informing me of production schedules, so I'm very, I'm very annoyed. Get your assistant on that, Joshua. I will. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it all wraps up in the next film. Um, overall, I enjoyed it. It. De- I've said this a few times, so you know, beat a dead horse. It did not feel like a complete thought on its own, which I like. Even in a trilogy, I like when each film can be its own thing. You know, and just kind of stand because I could have watched if they would have ended 2018 where they ended and just said, "Hey, this was it. That we 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 did one more for y'all. There you go. He burned to death in a house fire. Everybody's fine. You saw them go to the hospital. Like you know, you saw them driving away to safety. Like you can imagine whatever ending you want. And they that it would have been a complete thought. They did not even need to do a sequel if they didn't want to I I feel and that's just me in my opinion. But that's the but that's the hard part with the with the second movie of course is that the second movie yeah. is necessarily setting it up for ed yeah it, it, the the second movie uh, rarely is there ever a film franchise or a sequel where you are only doing one sequel right yeah so it the, this is why i hate empire strikes back is because uh, it is setting it up for the for return of the jedi and it feels just like everything is... It feels like a mid. It feels very mid. <laughs> I stir my pen at you. Yeah, take <laughs> that for insulting Star Wars. No, I'm kidding. I don't I don't care about that. Um, yeah, I think that's a really great point. Um, and, I, and I definitely agree. I'm just saying, like, if, if I'm going to criticize anything about it, it's mm-hmm. I couldn't just watch... I couldn't just put on Halloween Kills. Yeah. And just watch it for fun. No. Where there are other sequels that you can do that, you know, like Scream 2 or whatnot. Like, they're, they're, they are mm-hmm. their own thoughts. But again, those aren't built as trilogy films yeah. to tell, like, one story. Yeah. If Halloween Kills was, like, four years later. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then I could be like, oh, you know, I want to watch that one. Because there are other sequels in it. Like, we did, you know, when people came over, we watched... Well, Season of the Witch has nothing to do with Michael Myers anyway, so we can watch that. Um, Halloween Part 4 is just fun to watch on its own. You don't need to watch 1 and 2 and 5. It doesn't feel like you need the others. Halloween H2O is fun to watch for the same reason. You just put it on. But again, these aren't part of like concerted efforts to tell like a trilogy story, like, you know, mm-hmm. a three-part story. So it just, I, I just feel like it, it suffers from that. And anybody who see, if, if people don't go back and rewatch at least 2018 in paired with it, I think it's going to feel that way. And it is going to like, you know, maybe feel like, eh, well, whatever, you know, I mean, fun, but it's, yeah. it's the middle. Like we want to know what happens next and we've got to wait a year or two mm-hmm. years or whatever. Uh, like dude, uh, you know, it's going to come out in 2023 with the next part. So just feel, it's like, it's fun. It's fun to watch. I mean, in the yeah. sense that I, you know, enjoy the experience of it, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the next Anyways, oh my gosh, another Halloween season down, Joe. It's so, it is sad, but it's also, we are closer to next Halloween. Mm -hmm. This is very Nightmare Before Christmas, you know, only 364 days to the next Halloween, or whatever. 
I think he says 365, right? And then the werewolf's like 364. And then we have Scary Cryptmas. We do. We have Scary Christmas uh, coming. Scary Cryptmas, Seasons Grievings, um, all of those things. The morgue, the merrier. Should we mention who won our prize pack? Well, I wasn't going to say their name, but we but somebody did win. We appreciate Someone you. won. We appreciate you, listener. Yes, and we appreciate you playing the game uh, and uh, following all the rules. <laughs> Because that's that's the problem is that there were quite a few people you know who tried to play but they didn't do the rules so read them most carefully. Anyways, so yes, we did have a winner. Congrats on your uh, Elvira this is, uh, autographed Elvira <laughs> book and other goodies. This is Joshua's jigsaw origin story. Right, exactly. <laughs> no one follows the rules. Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving. <laughs> White meat, dark but meat. I was all will be carved. The winner was awesome. So uh, I, it's always it's always lovely when you know it wasn't just some random person who doesn't listen to the show. Some so, Russian bot, right? When it came up, I was like, oh well, good for them. Uh, so thank you for listening. We do uh, adore you. Uh, to that end, we are gonna take a few weeks off because we just you know it's that time. We had a we've had a very intense few months doing all the things. Uh, so we're going to take a, a couple weeks off to tour the world. No. Um, <laughs> to reconnect with ourselves. Right. It uh, sounds like masturbation. Um, yeah, that's exactly what that sounds like. Uh, we, Which is, that's what I'm going to do on the cruise the whole time. I'm just going to walk around the ship masturbating. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure the 2,000 lesbians I, I will be it. in attendance with will love that. Yeah, you'll you will get code Oscar'd and you will be thrown <laughs> overboard. Uh, no, but yeah. So we're, we're traveling. We got things going on. Um, I, I have a couple ideas for like a Thanksgiving episode. So I'm sure we'll do something around then. Uh, but otherwise, we we will be back definitely in December with our with our run of holiday horror. I'm very excited. We've got some good stuff coming up um that we've not done before thankfully uh <laughs> that's always the <laughs> we have the, it's a small pot to pick from for for holiday horror uh but uh or i should say holiday menorah horror <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh yeah so we will be back in a few weeks to fill your earballs with the delightful uh dulcet tones of our voice sis yeah <laughs> Let us go on vacation. <laughs> All right. Uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. Joe, I adore the... I'm, keep, I'm picking back up with my weird... I don't know what I'm doing here. The, thou, the... The sign. Nine. <laughs> Nigh on 20 years. Nigh on... <laughs> Pretty anon. Oh, lady penny face. <laughs> Bring me my tiara henceforth. All right. Uh, good night. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. listening to the Geekscape Network. 